Broadcasting live from the RNR studios in Las Vegas, Nevada. It's the premier destination for an inside look into the Las Vegas Raiders. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor. Presented by Tequila Embajador. Barbers are running back. Gets the handoff. Jumps over the top. Jackpot, baby. Touchdown, Raiders. What I, we, we have a great offensive line. Um, Got to tip my hat to those guys uh, for blocking and uh, great fullback as well. Um, I think really it's just getting settled in with the offense. Well, at least somebody believes that the Raiders have a great offensive line. And, uh, of course, if you're a running back, especially a guy just showing up to the, to the uh, scene, you want to give the big guys up front some love, right, Lincoln? Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so Take care of the hands that take care of you. Be exactly, smart. exactly. So Peyton Barber giving it up to the offensive line. I did feel like they did start playing better in the second half uh, yeah. w- without question. I yeah. mean, and, and that's honestly, Lincoln, um, it's, it's, it, you would feel a lot worse about things if they didn't. Um, but they really did run the ball pretty effectively in the, in the second half. Um, and it was much needed uh, for everybody's psyche because uh, it's something that the Raiders have to get fixed. Uh, they got to be able to, you know, you're not going to be able to run the ball like every time you want. They're, the, the, those other defenses or those other guys are pretty damn good too. They're in the yeah, NFL for a they reason. Get paid. They're, yeah, they're going to make plays. But um, you just can't go prolonged periods the way they have this year, just getting knocked back, you know. Right. Um, and, and that's why, you know, not to uh, belabor the point, but. When they got the seven yards on those first two runs, that's kind of like you, you're feeling pretty good about things right there. Certainly. Because otherwise, like, like, and I'll, I'll put it this way, Lincoln, if they had got stuffed on first and 10, and now it's, you know, second and 11 or second and nine, absolutely you throw the ball right there um, because, you know, you just, you just got stuffed. But, you know, you come back with it and get another four yards or so, uh, and, and, and it's moving in the right direction, and, and that's kind of what you're looking to do right there. And then mm-hmm. you ask Derek to complete uh, a fairly easy three-yard uh, play, and it just that didn't happen. And not to point any fingers, it just didn't happen. But I don't think it was overly conservative right there. Uh, I don't uh, anyway. Um, but, you know, I, I know a lot of people see it differently, and I totally respect that. Back out to the Raider Nation listener line, Nick is in New York. Nick, how you doing, brother? Hi, Vinny. Hi, Lincoln. How are you guys? We're doing good. Uh, So quickly, I actually called to talk about the Raider organization, but on that um, third down play that you guys were referencing, that was actually Brian Edwards, and he was covered like a glove, uh, and there was really no chance to make that pass complete. If there there was anything at all, you'd say maybe there was have a few more three- or four-yard options. It didn't look like there were any others, only only Edwards, and he was covered pretty quickly. There was nowhere to go with that ball, but... I agree with what you said. You can't you can't second guess. You know it can go either way. But the real reason for my call is because I got Lincoln on the other side as well. I've been a Raider fan. Um, actually, I've been a Raider fan as long as my brother has been been a fan. Which is when the Heidi game happened. I want to say '68 or whatever year it was. He's ten years older, so I I can't even tell you when I started rooting for them because he's ten years older than me. Uh, so I, I would say probably when I was four or five and. Wow. I'm a, I'm a rabbit fan now and and I'm 53 years old and one of the things that happened over time is I've recognized that there are more people like me not just not just you know I'm not just uh, out there living in New York growing up in New York and and being a fan of the Raiders and people like well why you know but there was there, there's a Raider nation I I went to Oakland my last my last away game was Washington like 13 years ago and then I went to Oakland 
two, three years later, and then since went back nine times. And I realized a dream not too long ago. I got season tickets to Vegas. I'll be going to my first game in October. But what I want to know, and I'm addressing this towards Lincoln, um, no offense to you, Vinny, but no, no I'm a charitable guy. Like I, my, One of my goals in life when I'm done making money and raising my kids is to start a charity and do things I did already. And, you know, so when you're nine years old, you root for a team, and then you become the person that you are, and then you start to look for things. And along the way, I, I really, you know, now Davis is not far from where I grew up. I met some people, and I heard these stories about how charitable he was. And then, you know, you grow up and you see how close the guys that used to play come back, even the guys that played for two or three years, you know, and they come back and they consider themselves Raiders, even though they played for another organization seven or eight times. And I'm sure there are plenty of great organizations out there, but I just feel like there's something different about the Raiders. I'd love to, to get somebody to write a book about it or, or, or even report about it more because, and Lincoln, hopefully you can remember this. Um, and this, this all ties back into what happened with Raider Rob and the Black Hole this weekend and how the radio station, JT, all you guys, you know, reached back out and how the nation rallied around what's happened to that unfortunate man and that, you know, his family and, and that man. And, you know, it just feels like there's a really big connection. I don't know that that really exists the same way. And so the story I'm going to reference, Lincoln, is um, there was a linebacker from the Chiefs, uh, you know, I just referenced it the other day, Derek Thomas. And, and I believe Derek was in a bad car accident. Yes, in he Florida was. And, yes. Right. So, yes. And, and I remember a story that Dow Davis, while he was in, and nobody knew this, I don't even know how I heard it, while he was in Florida, made sure to go visit him in the hospital and offered him any resources to help him in any way, shape, or form. And that was, you know, I don't know, that was the arch nemesis of the Raiders. You know, we hated Derek Thomas, you know, but then you see the, the, this man who hired Tom Flores, who hired Art Show, who hired. Uh, Amy Trask, you know, who brought all these people in, who was way ahead of the social movement before the last few years even happened. And you know what? I attach to that as a, as a person, as a human being. I'm not just a Raider fan. Why? Well, I get I it. Okay, so what's your Raider. question? Come on. What, 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 I mean, I'm, I'm what's trying the question, to get to bro? that. What's your point? I'm, I'm sorry. My question is, Lincoln, you being on the inside a little bit more, is that, is that a, am I just dreaming that up because I want it to be that way, or is that the way it is? Thank no, it, it's, it, it has been a family. It's always been a family. And, yes, I wrote a book about it inside the locker room. <laughs> if these walls could talk, you know. But, I mean, to your point, the Raider Nation have been a part of the family. I've said it. All the guys, the alumni that have come back have said it, you know, uh, as it's one of the things that we take pride in representing when we're out. We love the nation, and that's why we built Allegiant Stadium. That's why, you know, the nation now has their own home where they can support their team and not have to worry about sharing it with anyone. So all the things that you mentioned about the Raider history are all true. It is more of a family than, than well, my experience with other teams. But I, I, I only played for two teams. And back when I played for the Falcons, it was not like that. The fan base was not like that. Of course, it's a different ownership, Arthur Blank, than when I played with the Smiths. But, you know, to, it's, it's, a, it's a family organization now. It's one of the things I take pride in representing and wanting to be affiliated with. Yeah, I think, um, you know, just from my standpoint, um, yeah, the Raider organization is, is different in, a, in, in, in many better ways. Uh, than other organizations. Um, so uh, you're on the right track, Nick. Uh, safe travels to Las Vegas when you come out here for a game in October. Don't be uh, a stranger. Uh, give us a call whenever you want and uh, come by and say hi when you're out here uh, in Vegas. We're going to go back out to the Raider Nation listener line. Guarab is on the line. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing all right. How are you guys? Very good. Okay. 
Um, yeah, I'm calling to, you know, uh, we're going to find out how good the uh, Raider defense is uh, this this Monday playing the Chargers. Um, you're gonna, definitely going up a good against a, probably out of all three teams that the Raiders have played the best thrower of the ball. So I, I, I really I would like to know that this defense. I mean, I know that he's going to be able to move the ball and stuff, but like you know, as I saw Brissett move it fourth and twenty, I would imagine someone like Herbert could move it fourth and thirty-five. But besides that, um, Tom Cable, um, and he, he, if what what's the deal with Tom Cable? He's he he's actually talked about as highly you know respected as a, a really good offensive coach, offensive line coach. I mean, I've been seeing, I mean, the Simpson and Cotton and you have Parker, all these other guys, they, they've been, they haven't gotten, I don't know, they haven't really gotten that much better. I mean, what's the deal with that? There? From what? Guarab, from what? When you say that they haven't gotten better from, from what was, what's your starting point for John Simpson? Well, I mean. You John know, Simpson's gotten just, better. Flat out, he's gotten better from last year as a rookie. I want to know what you're, like, where, what reference point are you talking about? Which one I'm what now? What reference point? When you're talking about John Simpson, what's your reference point from start to now to say that he hasn't gotten better? Well, I mean, from what I've seen, I mean, it just seems like it just it's just it's like it's uh it's inconsistent. Oh well, okay. Um, there has been some inconsistencies, but I guess my question you you literally said that John Simpson hasn't gotten better. But John Simpson I mean, has gotten I, I better. Didn't really, I, how much better has he gotten? Really? From when? What's your? I'm, I'm, that's why I'm asking. From last year when he was a rookie. He's played some now. He's played some last year. I mean, he played pretty much quite a bit last year as well. He didn't play quite a bit. He played a he played a little bit last year. Uh, now he's a starter. He wasn't supposed to be a starter. Uh, so um, that tells you a little bit of something about you know uh, where he was and, and where he is right now. So he's a work in progress. But to say he hasn't gotten better, Lincoln, I think that you would disagree with that too, right? I, I would disagree. With it. I think he has gotten better. I mean, he's still a young player. He's, he, I don't know. I don't know what exactly you're expecting. And to say what what's up with Tom. K- I mean, he's doing the best he could. Yeah. You lose what you lose the starting guard for in the first game of the season for the year. I, I don't know how you blame the coach for that or what what the problem is. But as far as development goes, it's really hard to develop in the National Football League given the current CBA and given the situation. I would have had my druthers have had those guys playing play in preseason. He didn't. They don't do that. John Simpson played in the preseason. Well, no, I'm not talking. I'm talking about the other guys that right, he, was, right. he was referring. So, I mean, it's like you, you, you want to sit there and say, how can you develop? Well, they, they got, the, got the performance out of John Simpson. Like, he's starting, and he's doing a, a better job than he did last year. He was pushed around a lot more last year. I know. That's, that's what I'm trying to figure out, like, not getting better. If you watched him last year and you're watching him this year, he's definitely a better player than he was last year. That's what I'm trying to figure out, like, where he was going with that, because I yeah. totally disagree. Uh, I think John Simpson is getting better, and he's got better game to game, uh, by the way. Back out to the Raider Nation listener line. Lester uh, wants to talk about the Raiders. How you doing, Lester? Good, guys. Thanks for taking the phone call. Um, yeah, just one thing about the offense and on the defense, and I'll jump off the air for you. Yeah. The, um, it, get your perspectives. Now, regarding – it's just critical football, situational critical football in certain situations, obviously. I think we need to – the coaching staff needs to be self-aware of. You know, obviously, I think the big one in the last game was at the three-and-a-half-minute mark when – Coach called two running plays in a row, and the second one was a loss of yards, and then you're stuck in the three at third and 13. That's where I think Coach Greedwin needs to be a little self-aware now and not act like you know three and a half minutes is a minute and a half left or a minute 30 left in the game. 
keep pushing it. You know, we got a lot of weapons on the receiving core that could catch three, five-yard passes, eight-yard passes, and they get that first down. So it's those type of things that are tendencies that other teams will be scouting on as the season goes on, and we can't be fading and other teams knowing our tendencies like that in the third and fourth quarters of the season. So hopefully things start changing up a little bit in those certain situations. Uh, on the defense, um, I love how they're playing right now overall. I really do. Uh, those pickups that we made with Hayward, with the linebackers, Perryman and K.J. Wright, fantastic. Uh, Max Crosby's balling. I'd like to see a little bit more pressure, though. I think we're showing we're one of the least blitzing teams in the league. That can't go on over the league. you got to mix it up. you got to get a little pressure, get in the face of Herbert. Get pressure in that kid up the middle. Bring it to him. Get him rattled. Shake him up. We can't just let him sit in the pocket and pick us apart because you can't rely on four the whole game now. I understand our four is better. There are four rotations better than last year's rotation, but we still can't rely on it the same way all season long. So hopefully we switch it up a little bit. Gus Bradley, I have trust in him. And just to mix it up to get pressure on that kid, uh, let me know what you guys think. Thanks for the call, Lester. Number one, they were mixing it up in the uh, in the pass rush. There were some blitzes called uh, on Sunday. Uh, number two, they're not, they haven't let anybody sit back in the pocket at all this year. They've been bringing it on a daily basis, on a, on a play-by-play basis, I should say. Uh, so they, they've created the most pressure in the NFL to date. So they're not letting anybody – in fact, really – uh, the plays that that uh, that that have that have hurt them is when they they flush guys out of the pocket and they make plays on the run. That's really what's been hurting them uh, so far this year. On the rare occasions that they have been hurt in that regard. Uh, secondly, Lincoln, I go back to that run thing. Um, you, you, listen, they had been running the ball effectively up until that point, and so they. I, I thought it was a smart thing to do because if you throw it two incomplete passes, which could have happened too, everybody and their uncle Lincoln is saying, why didn't you run the ball and try to run some clock? I mean, it's darned if you do, darned if you don't, and it's all based on results. That's what, you know, it's, it's easy after the result to look back and say you should have been more aggressive or you should have been less aggressive and just gone with the run game when all you're basing it is on is not the intent, is not the idea, it's the result. And that's kind of a uh, half-you-know-what argument to me when you're just basing it on what happened, not the intent or not the plan. Well, they, they ran for 140 yards, right? And they ended the game averaging 6.1 yards per play. Offensively, it's not a bad outing. Right. But I think you go back to it, and the reason why most of the callers and, and I have had the same point was that, that that game should have never been that close. No doubt. So that's the, that's the bottom line of the thing. It's just, it should have never been that close. The, the Raiders are so much of a better team. Uh, collectively, I know what Miami's defense is capable of, and they have the longest streak of getting a takeaway in every game and stuff like that. I, I give them credit. I think they're a well-coached team, but their offense was lacking, and it has been lacking for the last couple of years. I was surprised they won 10 wins last year. And here's so. the thing. if it, the, the reason it was close is because it was never going to be a blowout when you go down by 14. No, <laughs> you know? no, no. So the and, blowout and, and, thing and, is out yeah. the door. And to that point, you know, here's the thing. I, I've always had confidence in Derek Carr when he's out there. He's capable of making throws. I never think the Raiders are really out of a game right it's just one of those starts where it's like oh my gosh you got it you're, you're putting your back up against the wall and now a team that knows that you're going to blitz or, or knows that you're uh, you know if, if they know since you're going to pass just taping their heels their ears back and, and, and rushing full bore but you know it, I thought it was very arrogant of the Dolphins to continue to play the defense that they did when they when they saw that they they were putting like their nickel corner um, the the number 40 kid and we'll put them in the, on your rugs and other people and they were going to take advantage of them they were going to pick on them 
much like the caller said that uh, people pick on Damon Arnett. Absolutely. Of course. You pick on Damon Arnett. Why wouldn't you? He's the because Trayvon Mullen has shown that he can play. You know what you got with Casey Hayward. If you see number 20 coming again, hell yeah, you're going to throw it. That's him. the weak link. <laughs> That's what it's all about. You know, and uh, unfortunately, Damon's got to get that fixed. He's got to get better. Yeah, He's exactly. Better. Robert in Portland. How you doing, Robert? Yeah, hey, Link, you hey, had Robert. a hell of a coach, uh, Don James, man, yeah, in your yeah. career, too. I did. Uh, one hell of an experience. Three straight Rose Bowls and a national championship. How many people out there remember that? I do, <laughs> coming from Portland up here. Appreciate it. Anyway, uh, i got a question for you. I had mentioned to Vinny yesterday that Derwin uh, is playing him. He played him in 18 and uh, beat him all by himself. Uh, and uh, Derwin's going to be uh, playing this Sunday. Uh, you being an ex-tackle um, on the opposite side of Bob Whitfield, what would you guys be doing? You have Jesse Tuggle on your team. What would you do with this guy? This guy's Erwin James because he's going to be visiting Carr in this game. Well, he's going to be trying to – yeah, he's a hell of a player, and that their defense, the Chargers defense, is a much better defense when he's there. I'm, I'm interested, to see, interested to see how the Chargers are going to address the Raiders receivers right now. And if they're going to put Derwin James, if he's going to trail uh, anywhere that uh, Darren Waller is, I'm interested to see. But um, I think initially it's not it's not so much Derwin James who I'm most concerned about. I'm concerned about what plan they're going to have for Bosa uh, because putting him on Leatherwood and Leatherwood has struggled with some some low corner guys like T.J. White had him in the first first quarter. They were fortunate he didn't finish it. Um, I'm, I'm gonna I want to see how they're going to address that if they're going to chip. Or they're going to put Foss Moreau over there. So I think that, you know, for the most part, I've seen Cable and, and Gruden. Um, they're not afraid to, um, uh, to support the tackle and help him out. It's just, I think, like in the Pittsburgh game, it, it, it started. I was, it was fortunate that TJ Watt went out when he did because they, they didn't really start, you know, going max protection until the second half. And then, and then there was that one instance where Watt got around um, Leatherford and caused that fumble, and that could have been disastrous, especially the way he hit Derek. I mean, it, those are types of things that I worry about. But I'm, I'm more concerned on how they're going to address Bosa. Yeah, uh, same here. Thanks for the call, Robert. Uh, just win Wendy. How are you doing, Just win Wendy? Hey, I'm doing good, Vinny. Good to talk to you. Likewise. Um, and I have a few um, observations. Okay, I got home um, yesterday, and I'm still recovering today. It just takes time. <laughs> for older people to recover from all that, especially with these overtime quotes. (laughs) I'm like, oh, my God. So I heard somebody is starting to call us, let's call the Raiders the cardiac kids. Oh, I like it. I like it. it, You know, oh, my gosh, you know, so we could all just sleep through the first half, really, and just (laughs) go in. (laughs) Seems like that's what the Raiders have been doing. Right. No, I, I hate to say that. Anyway, I have a qu- couple of questions about the offensive line and, and, uh, and observations and see if I'm right or wrong. Um, for what I've heard over the years when they do um, interviews with quarterbacks, and um, they say that some people say that the most important relationship on the whole team is between the quarterback and the center. And I've heard that before because it's like every single snap. And not only that, when I'm watching the replay today, um, I looked again. I watched watched all three games. But today, um, you know, Derek doesn't have time in the huddle to go back and go, oh, by the way, Andre, that was high. Or, and, and Andre doesn't necessarily know it was high, does he? I mean, 
he's he's in the middle of a block. He doesn't know that he he said high snap, and so it's like they have to work hard on their relationship. And I know you were talking about you know they just need snaps, but isn't it really you know that it's not just the five of them together? It's Derek and Andre. It's it's the two of them together. Lincoln, when it comes to the uh, shotgun uh, exchange, yeah. See the the thing is, is that we didn't uh, didn't play with a lot of quarterbacks. Did did, did shotgun? It was taken from under center. The the relationship, the dynamic between the the center and the quarterback is a special relationship on its own. They have to understand each other because, more importantly, I mean, you know, when Andre comes to the line, he's designated the five most dangerous and the Mike backer. And then sometimes Derek can call him off and and make him change. Well, that's basically communication. But here, you know, to her point. You know, he, he'll learn about the, the, the high snap or the errant snap um, from the sideline or somebody will tell him if it, you know, especially when he got away. The crowd roaring and groaning yeah. usually is, yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> you know. No, no doubt. But, but yeah, it's just, again, it's something that, that you do. You know, Derek is confident in himself, and you see him take the snaps and warm-ups. Um, Andre, when they come out of pregame, Andre's snapping to him. He's not snapping to to Peterman. He's snapping to him. So um, it, it's it, you know those things that you don't want to happen that shouldn't happen on a professional uh, professional level, but but it does. Yeah, it does. And you know Andre James, uh, if you remember, was a tackle in college. Yeah, yeah. So um, definitely making a position change. This is the most um, uh, you know um, shotgun snaps that he's taken in his entire right. life, and. It just seemed – I didn't really notice this, you know, the first two games, Lincoln. It just seemed um, he, he was a little unsure of himself on, on Sunday for whatever reason. It looked erratic from the, ver- from the very beginning, at least early in that game. Um, a couple of them were a little low. Uh, some of them were sort of floating instead of kind of uh, getting there quicker. And then the, the, the one that we're talking about, obviously, went way over his head. And uh, it just it, – it felt off that whole first quarter. Yeah, well, I, I, and I'm looking at the replay when I did it. it I mean, he you know, he was trying to do too much, in my opinion. Uh, again, whenever I coach the center, I said the first thing you got to make sure you get the snap back there. Yeah. But responsibilities were were calling. He was trying to get places in a hurry. Obviously, the game speed and stuff like that do his thing. But um, I, I just thought he was a little doing a little too much instead of the first objective is to snap the ball right. Yeah, I agree, and that's how you end up. Down fourteen and nothing, a pick yeah. six and a snap like that, going for it on fourth down to try to get the momentum and you know because uh, you were moving the ball, um, it, yeah. it added up. But uh, good news for the Raiders is uh, they got some fighters on this team uh, and enough talent and wherewithal uh, to get settled down and, and come back and, and and win the game nonetheless. It's just that's what you have to avoid uh, because I'll I'll say this: I don't think that's going to work against the Chargers. Uh, I don't think um, spotting them fourteen uh, points. Yeah, no, no, you don't don't want to do that. No, Not at all. Please don't uh, do that. You're in the huddle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy, brought to you by Tequila Embajador. It's Raider Nation Radio, 920 a.m. on a Tuesday. No one gets you closer to the Las Vegas Raiders. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy. Yeah, that's the headline today to me. You know, we had some penalties that really went against us. Pass interference in the end zone. Um... You know, we had some terrible penalties that really hurt us. We fell behind, uh, gave up fourth and 20. We missed an extra point. Guys are leaving. We had newcomers playing that haven't played much before, but um, you just finish. You know, we talk about it a lot. You just find a way to finish, and um, really proud of our coaches and players for doing that. 
you know, Lincoln, I, I, I have never been in a winning locker room where anybody was ever ashamed about winning a football game. <laughs> I, you know, there's always things that you could do better. That's why, that's why film on Monday or Tuesday, whenever you guys or Wednesday, whenever you look at the film and, you know, you're going to get your grades and you're going to understand what you did right and what you did wrong. And we all know that coaches are going to be extremely blunt about it. Uh, there's no, gonna, not going to be any sugar coating or any secrets or anything like that. That's when you go back and look and fix and teach and all that. But immediately after a game, I don't care if it's 100 or nothing or you win by the uh, you know uh, the, the 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 whisker on your chinny chin chin. It doesn't matter. You won the damn game, and that's what it's all about. So um, uh, the Raiders have won three games against teams that I don't think anyone thought that they would be three and zero at this point. In fact, everybody, including Las Vegas, felt like nah, they're not going to do that. That's why they were decided underdogs in all three of those games. So nothing to be ashamed of. In, and you, you go try to coach up those mistakes and those flaws and all that. But enjoy the win for sure. Well, yes and no. I mean, when you're when you're aiming for higher standards, you should address them, and and you shouldn't be happy. Yeah, you're happy that you won. Don't get me wrong, but you know it it, it leaves it leaves a knot in your stomach when you have breakdowns that are avoidable. An errant snap, pick six, no doubt. You know no what doubt. I mean? Things like that, or you miss an extra point. So what to me, what he was stressing is that we need to have all focus all the time on the on, and we can't allow those things to slip because just as much as we sit there and say that they're a better team and we agree upon that they're a better team than the Dolphins and they could have easily lost that game no question I mean, they, they, they could have easily lost that game and now we're sitting here shaking our head like oh my goodness what, what is going on because but but I think that the maturity that's that's that that we see from this team moving forward is that one they're ultimately competitive both sides of the ball in all three phases um, and especially the, the, turning the field with the special teams, and you have that option. To, you have that option, unlike last year, where I felt Gruden felt compelled he had to score touchdowns because he knew the defense was lacking. That you know you can play for threes, you can play for field goals. Um, uh, it just we all would have thought that it would have been a little bit better earlier than than the way it had to come back. It without question, uh, but the key point being finish. And Finish. that yeah. is something that has been troublesome for the Raiders for a while, whether it was finishing games that they should have won in the past that they lost or finishing seasons that they started fast and collapsed in the second half. Finishing is the key, and that's what I'm seeing from this team. I know that it hasn't always been pretty. That's why they've had to have some overtimes uh, to win some of these games. But finishing is a trait, is a characteristic that doesn't just happen, especially for our young team. You have to ascend to that point where, um, you know, you have what it takes to, 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 to be able to finish and to have that mindset. And I think that, again, I go back to these banked experiences. No, you don't want to be in that situation at all. You want to win the game 100 to nothing. You want to win the game going away. And I think the Raiders are going to win some of these games going away uh, here down the here as, as we move forward. Um, but against three good teams, these all three of these teams have been talked about uh, in playoff fashion, and I think one or two of them probably will be there. All three of the teams were in the playoffs last year. Yeah, but I'm talking well, no, 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 Miami, not Miami, not Miami, but, but all yeah. three won ten games. Ten games, yeah, that was it. That was what I was all talking three about. are being talked about yeah. as playoff participants this year, uh, which is why also three wins over AFC teams that 
are projected to be in that playoff race oh, for is the huge for oh, the Oh, it is. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. The, for the potential tiebreakers and everything else, you, you can you can more likely to host a game rather than have to go somewhere. Without a doubt. Uh, Raider Calvin is on the line. How are you doing, Raider Calvin? Hey, how you guys doing? Good, good, good. Great show, great show. Hey, so I wasn't going to bring it up, the play call thing. I wasn't going to bring it up. I would just like to say that it doesn't always have to be run, run, pass. It can be pass run, pass, or pass, run, run. The idea is to get the first seven yards out of the way and then get the last three on run plays. But that's it. I guess I just wanted to say that. Um, I really called to talk about we have a great opportunity. We know our coach, our defensive coaches know more about um, the Chargers quarterback than anybody does. They were there all year last year with him in practice, training camp. So I think uh, Gus should have a lot of good information as far as how to attack him and how to maybe possibly confuse him when he drops back to pass. So I haven't heard that mentioned before, but that's got to be a great advantage for us on defense is having Gus Bradley and those other assistants there that know so much about about their quarterback. That's all I wanted to bring up. Thanks. Appreciate the call, Raider Calvin, and Casey Hayward, who practice against him every day, and Denzel Perryman, who practice against him every day. So um, it's got to – I mean, it can't have a bad effect, right, Lincoln? It's gotta, no, it's, no, no. I mean, it, it, it's definitely helpful, um, and, and, and that's to be, you know, to be understood. The, the fact is is that, um, you know, they've got a fluid offense. I mean, the, their offenses really look sharp, uh, and – and their defense is strong, and that's one of that was one of the strengths that the Chargers had. And keep in mind the history between these two teams; they the Chargers have always played as well. You know, it's it's not like we we've been blown out. I mean, they've got some balance on their offense, and they've got some weapons. So it's not like we get you know, we've blown them out, and we can control it. Everyone was predicting, including or talking about the fact that um, uh, when it comes to the, this division, they were expecting us to finish behind the Chargers. <laughs> so I mean, it's it's going to be a battle, no doubt. I love they, quote unquote, they. Yeah, them people. They. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I got a few things to say about they sometimes. Uh, back out to the Raider Nation list line, Raider T. Sometimes they make me make my job a little bit harder. Trust me when I say that, Lincoln, because they say a lot of things that I got to go chasing my tail around, right. trying to figure out if they were right. And a lot of times they are wrong. Uh, anyway, sorry about that. Raider T is on the line. How you doing, Raider T? going on Vinny Lincoln what's up man um, the running game man uh, I'm looking at the stats from the Chargers the last three weeks they got a hundred yard rusher last week hundred yard rusher the week before and a 90 yard rusher the first week so really think they got to figure out I mean they did great I mean talk about finding a guy like Peyton Barber you know what I was really impressed with that's not talked about this guy can catch yeah he was yep. running out of the backfield, and I was like, wow, they're throwing to him a lot. For a guy that he haven't practiced a whole lot with, you would think you wouldn't throw to a guy that often, but they were tossing the ball, which was great. Um, so talk about a pickup, man. Uh, when it comes to Kenyon Drake, though, I just feel like he's not running through the tackles very well. Uh, you know, I, I kind of expect a little bit more from him there. He's doing great in the pass, obviously. He has a big involvement in the offense. It's just... You know, I, I'd be, it'd be nice to kind of see him, you know, get some big yardages through the holes. Uh, not that there's much holes there. Um, but I am, su- I am surprised they didn't get try Trey Regis a couple times out there. 
I know, you know, I don't know how much faith they have in him, but for us kind of struggling in the run game, I know we, we ended up having a good run game, but why not, you know, give him a few carries and see how he was going to do. Uh, he seemed like a guy to be a, a bulldozer a little bit, but I don't know. I just think it's really going to be important to establish that run game. Um, but if it's not there and we're in the past games working, I, I don't say go away from it, though. Um, you know, like we're, this big topic we're having about the fourth quarter, um, I won't talk about it again. I feel like we abused that subject. Uh, but the other thing I want to say is, man, this division, I feel like we're being 3-0. and It reminds me like in 2016 or like, I think our whole division was really good pretty much the whole year where I didn't feel like, man, like we're winning games, but so is everybody else in the division. <laughs> so I feel like it's like, dang it, the Raiders are good, but the Broncos and, and the Chargers, and you don't count out the Chiefs, like, dang it, man. Like, I just wanted them just to be solely up there, but it's not going to be easy. I mean, we could be an 11-win team, and I don't even know if playoffs are even an option. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, I hear you. I think the best football right now is being played on the West Coast uh, or the Western part uh, of the world, uh, Lincoln County, at least in the United States. Uh, when you talk about the Rams are, are three and zero, the Raiders yeah, are three and zero, the yeah, Chargers yeah. are two and one. You know, the Forty Niners are two and one. So um, you know, there's some good football out here. And, and you know, getting back to Kenyon Drake, uh, Lincoln, I'm trying to go back on the old uh, on the injury reports. Uh, that we had, but I, I seem to remember that Kenyon was dealing with some sort of a leg issue earlier. He was banged up, he was banged up too, along with Josh Jacobs. Yeah, yeah. so um, I don't know, and I don't want to throw anything out there that's erroneous, but it, it, it doesn't seem like he's 100%. I'm just going to say that. Lincoln, it's... Well, again, I mean, this is this is a, a process where you're you're still trying to figure out what guys are good at full speed. Does that make sense? Of course, yeah, definitely. That's, that's 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 what I'm thinking. It's like, you know, where where are guys and how do they perform full speed and in the in the throws of everything? And of course, the timing of you know whether Peyton Barber is a better eye back runner than Kenyon Drake, which they you know they were exploring you know, with Alec Ingold and trying to get him involved in the game. So I mean, they've got they're tooling around because of the injury factor. That's what it's coming down to. You're exploring what you can do because of the injury factor and the lack of really being able to practice to, 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 to understand who's, who's, who's well. And, of course, not having them in preseason, you can't see them at full speed until you put them in a regular game. And, you know, uh, even with preseason, uh, Lincoln, if you, if you played that straight up and, and, and played your guys, it still usually takes a while into a Certainly. season uh, until you really understand what it is that you have, mm-hmm. uh, let alone having to deal with injuries, you know, to, uh, to have to work around as well. Uh, but, you know, nobody's perfect, uh, or, and you shouldn't be. You shouldn't be where you want to be exactly uh, three games into the season. Yeah. That's something for down the line. And um, you know, and, and I think that the more comfortable Kenyon Drake gets uh, with this offense, the more John Gruden understands you know what what he's good at, what his his strong suits are, mm-hmm. drawing up some things. I'll I'll go. I'll, I'll point this out. Um, I was getting calls, you know, obviously I used to cover the Rams, so people were like, what's going on with Deshaun Jackson? This is the first couple of games of the season, and he hadn't been featured, and I don't know if he even had a catch the first two games of the season. Mm-hmm. And instinctually, Lincoln, I went to um, where Sean McVay might be thinking. Like, mm-hmm. I don't need to show him just yet. Right. Um, so there's there's a little of that going on as well, where you feel like, I don't need to go to dip into that well just yet. And what happened on Sunday with the Rams beating the Buccaneers and Deshaun Jackson all of a sudden reemerging, having a big game, it, I kind of think, knowing Sean, 
that he probably was holding that card in his back pocket a little bit and and dropped him right when he needed to drop him against the Buccaneers. You, I, I don't know that this is the case. You would know better than I would, Lincoln. But I, I would think a shrewd coach doesn't show all of his cards all of the time, especially early in a the season. There's things that you're going to you know, kind of hide a little bit uh, for future use. I mean, that's, that's possible. I, I will say this. From the game plans that I've seen out of the Raiders so far, they've been trying to take advantage and exploit matchups. Take the game at Pittsburgh. Main reason that you could go three tight ends is that you keep your normal to keep their normal personnel in, and now your tight ends have an advantage. Uh, Derek Carrier, Foster Moreau, Darren Waller have an advantage over the Steelers linebackers who struggle to cover in space. They don't do a lot of that. You know, normally the Steelers will go with a, a dime or a nickel defense. The same thing that teams have been doing to the Raiders. That's why you know T.J. Wright hasn't been able to get in as much. You know what I mean? KJ, so, yeah. KJ, I'm sorry. Yep. It hasn't been able to get in as much. Um, so you, you're exploiting matchups, and, and, and that's what you're doing, and you're working out to see how people are going to play you. And they've got, they took on three different teams, and three different teams played them differently and played their, some of their star receivers differently, and as, all, as well as played the line of scrimmage differently. So we're fortunate enough to say that, you know, right now they're good at 3-0, and but they still have a lot of – untapped potential as you mentioned getting brian edwards involved in the game earlier um that might be a way that, that, that they're going to something they're going to do you know maybe against the chargers who knows i think yeah uh i asked john about that on monday uh because you know he is the best wide receiver in the nfl or at least the most productive wide receiver uh, in the nfl in the fourth quarter and overtime henry ruggs is number two um but yeah it might be time to start looking his way a little bit earlier because the dude makes plays um, and is becoming a very reliable target. And, and the thing about him, Lincoln, he goes up and gets the ball. He fights for the ball. He's a oh, big, yeah. big dude, big target. Yeah, uh, that's how he was at South Carolina. Yeah. One of the reasons why they went after him, why they, they, exactly. they needed that possession receiver. Yeah, liking what I'm seeing from Brian Edwards, obviously, uh, Henry Ruggs, Hunter Renfro, baller, uh, Darren Waller, uh, no question. So uh, a lot to like about this offense, and I feel like the run game will come along. Um, it's a long season. And uh, you're going to need it at some point, especially when the weather starts turning and, uh, and it gets a little bit more difficult to throw the ball. Uh, they're going to have to be able to run the ball uh, effectively. Uh, we'll see if they can get there. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy, brought to you by Tequila Embajador, Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM on a Tuesday. You're listening to Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. Now, back to your host, Vinny Bonsignor. You know, I uh, I don't have a real concrete answer for that. Um, probably got to get them involved more as a play caller early. Maybe they need to get themselves a little more involved early as well. Um, sometimes situationally, it's easier said than done. But the bottom line is they are getting better, and everybody sees it, everybody knows it, and that's exciting for us. That's John Gruden talking about Henry Ruggs and Brian Edwards and how they uh, have a tendency lately, uh, or at least to start the season, of really coming alive late in games when the Raiders absolutely have to have them. And John talking about you know what he needs to do, what they need to do, uh, what Derek Carr needs to do uh, to make that a more consistent situation so that um, you're going to them early and often because they're certainly capable players. But I think the overriding point, Lincoln, um, these these young players are getting better. And if you're John Gruden and you're Mike Mayock, and let's not um, 
you know, uh, sugarcoat it, there were a lot of people who criticized the Raiders for some of those draft picks, uh, wondering what John Gruden and Mike Mayock were thinking. You know, why you drafted Henry Ruggs number twelve? You know, uh, um, you know, and, and just really criticizing some of these drafts. So for them. Um, it's not necessarily an I told you so. It's more like validation of, hey, we were right. You know, we, 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 were, we were sound in our thinking um, and, our, and our game planning on this and what we saw uh, from these players in college, and now they're kind of transitioning uh, as we thought uh, in the NFL. Uh, so I don't think there's any, like I said, point in the finger, like I was right, you were wrong. It's more just validation of the process. Well, I mean, that's exactly right. The process, the patience. You know, we didn't see a lot of Brian Edwards last year because he was injured. Right. And how many calls did we take last year where people were talking about, well, how come we can't get Ruggs more involved in the offense? And it wasn't like they weren't trying to get Ruggs involved in the offense. We had said there was going to be a slight learning curve for rookie receivers coming into the National Football League. We explained that over and over again. Uh, but you're starting to see that. And then even in the first week against the Ravens on Monday night, you saw how physical the corners and the, 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 the secondary was going to be against Ruggs because I've said no one's going to let you just take off with that speed and chase you. That's not going to happen. So they're going to be physical, and, they're going to, and, and Ruggs has learned how to play through that. For three straight weeks, he's had very physical – defensive backs try to take him on or try to take him out so um and he still found a way to get, to get catches he's going to have to be more aggressive they're going to have to learn how to play it so they're developing in a in a in a way to where they're definitely useful and Derek has made it a point and that's why I was so impressed over the last two weeks more so than the first one that Derek has been trying to spread the ball around not just you know sometimes he gets a little pig-headed when he he has a play that's called for Edwards and he's going to try to force it to Edwards and I go but no he's, he's spread the ball around and going through his progression tr- trusting his offensive line and utilizing all the weapons that he has yeah I want to keep it right there uh, but bef- but first um, I like also what the Raiders are doing you, you mentioned having to get off the line of scrimmage and nobody's going to give Henry Ruggs a free pass off the line of scrimmage they're going to mug him. They're going to right. get. They're going to get after him, uh, and he needs to respond. That's just the, uh, the the world of the NFL. But I do like how they've been putting him in motion. Uh, sometimes even double kind of moves in, in motion where he's mm-hmm. running uh, one direction, then quickly turns around and starts heading in another direction to kind of get a head start. And then, boom, you're out in the pattern. And then, really, there's nobody that can contest you on the line of scrimmage because they don't exactly know where you're going, first of all, where you're going to cut it, where, um, you know, uh, where you're going to round it off, all of that. So they're, get, they're, they're trying to create ways, uh, the Raiders are, yes. to get them off the line of scrimmage a little bit easier. Yeah, to, to create ways to get opportunities to give them the football. I mean, case in point against the Dolphins, he did what they call that little zip motion where he starts in and then right before the snap of the ball, turns around and runs full speed to the flat. And the guy was, who was covering was, was, wasn't in, wasn't in the, the view. He, could, he got out, and that's why he went to him right away on the flare route. So get him in space and have him turn up and use his speed and open the field. Yep, uh, for sure. And, but staying on that subject, Lincoln, uh, and I think it's an important important one to always remind ourselves I think we got a pretty good handle on it but I think fans are in such a rush to judgment and want it to happen like right now and that's just really not the way it works and history shows that Lincoln uh, that it doesn't happen overnight just because you're the 12th pick overall doesn't mean you're going to be an instant starter or an instant contributor and the Raiders made no qualms about this Lincoln when it relates to to Henry Ruggs they didn't draft him for the now Right. Because they knew that there was a development phase that he had to uh, a process that, that he had to kind of adhere to and, and go through. Um, he needed work getting off the line of scrimmage, what you just mentioned. He needed to get a little bit stronger. Uh, he needed to refine some of the you know nuances of playing a wide receiver at this level. 
they understood that all, that all of that was part of his package, Certainly. and they never shied away from that. And, and what what sometimes gets me, Lincoln, is like they're being perfectly clear with this, and they feel like it's a future payoff that that they feel with the proper development time he's going to get there. And yet there's still this frustration and still this it should be happening right now. Um, and and yet everybody's pointing to the fact that it's not going to happen right now for him. They drafted Ruggs to take the top off of defenses, to be able to stretch the field because they know they had a guy who can do everything in Waller and Renfro. Um, they got a possession-style receiver out of Brian Edwards because he is that he knows how to play physical. He was physical in college. He's been physical since he's been on the field here. And they've got, you know, they've got other – they've got depth. They've got Snead, as you mentioned. They've got Zay Jones, as you mentioned. You know, so they've got depth at these positions. And it's really good to see – it's good to put on film that – you know, the last two teams have been a heavy had a heavy heavy blitz package, and they made them pay. Yeah, actually, all three teams uh, had had a heavy bit, and they made them pay. They made them play when you're playing you're playing man on man. So that's a good thing to put on film, and that's a good thing to to see because now it makes people second guess whether or not they want to bring an all out blitz. One more on Henry Ruggs, um, and you know, I'm with you. You you bring him in to take a top off of a defense, and uh, that's his. You know primary trait and that puts the fear of God into other teams. Uh, that's why they play him the way they play him. But let me ask you something. I think he's going to be even more than that's he, he to me. This dude's going to be a football player when it's all said and done. There's going to be ways that he hurts a defense that is above and beyond just running down the field and taking a top off. Well, defense. no, he's he's done it. He's done it on yeah. some of the dig routes. He's done it on some of the crossing routes. I mean, there are, you know, I wish there are certain things that this offense that I wish I wish they did more crossing routes than with the speed that they have. I wish they did. They, they had a better screen game uh, and a better in a, in a draw game, a delay run game i wish there, there are a number of things but i've start, started to see some things come in development you know with some of the routes that he's being better at he's running more and let's let's keep in mind for the most part what he ran in alabama was just running away from people and let's also keep in mind it's, yeah <laughs> exact point uh perfect point uh and and let's also keep in mind it's three games in. you know yeah. john gruden adds to the playbook as the oh, year absolutely goes on. without a doubt there's stuff that they're working yeah. on that they're going to use uh yeah. down the line uh, so I would imagine that there's going to be some crossers and, and some, some screen uh, you know, packages for Henry Ruggs. The more he shows that he could be an asset with the football in his hands, the more they're going to figure out ways to get him. Uh, Lincoln, great job. Uh, always appreciate it. I'll talk to you uh, tomorrow, 4 to 6 p.m. Uh, in the huddle with Vinnie Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy, brought to you by Tequila and Bajador. I want to say thanks to all the callers. Um, thank you so much. Devon Cotton, thanks for everything that you do. You're in the huddle with Vinnie Bonsignor, Raider Nation Radio, 920 a.m. on a Tuesday.